are back. Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long, 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 long time since we sat down and talked about this. We have missed the draft, free agency, and much, much more going on in Leafland. But before we get rocking and rolling and talking and the Isatola of rock and roller, I got my co-host, the mostest right there, Mr. D434, holding it down. Dylan, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just enjoying the dog days of summer, I guess, is more or less what we're doing right now. It's all right. We can enjoy the dog days of summer. You know, that's uh, just the way that it goes. And, you know, someone who's enjoying dogging on the summer, (laughs) Mr. Ryan O'Reilly, coming out and talking about the spotlight and how Toronto, you know, just is too much. And talking about Amazon shipments to his door because too many people are clamoring to meet him and see him. Welcome to the Mecca of hockey. I don't know if you know this, but this is the way it is here. When you win, you are a god. When you lose, you are the scum of the earth. There is no middle ground, but people will always want to hound you for an autograph or anything else in between when it comes to being a Maple Leaf. That is what you sign up for. I guess he saw the menu and didn't like what was on it and said, I don't want to order from here. I'm going to go to Nashville. But my problem with that is don't go on Toronto radio shows and stir the pot. Don't come around and start saying, well, this and that and the other stuff or leave little breadcrumbs, making people wonder if there's a poison or toxicity in the Toronto Maple Leafs dressing room or if this team is too clicky, et cetera, et cetera. Just go about your little Nashville business, tune your damn guitar, turn that something. No, I won't go there. I won't go there. But you know what I mean. Dylan, what do you think? Man, I was actually really excited to have him here. And like, I like, I think, what podcast was I listening to? I think it was Steve Dangles. There is something wrong with hockey players, and I don't know what it is, but let's let's take into a factor. We're going to look at some of the other leagues versus hockey. Hockey players, they like to hide behind anything that they can. They don't like the spotlight. They don't go on social media a whole lot. They, they're, they're afraid of being seen and whatever, but... They work so hard to get to this point, and this is what it's all about. And frankly, if I if I do remember, Ryan got a sponsorship while he's here, but that's besides the point. But in you you see in the no, he didn't go and take some money for being a Maple Leaf. He didn't use this logo to his advantage. Of course he did. Of course he did. But my shocked. My point is, you take the NBA, you take. The NFL, the NBA, these players want to be in the spotlight. You take uh, Damian Lillard for an example. I think he's played 11 years in Portland, and he's been in the limelight. Let's let's be honest. He wants to go to a big market because where what, what happens when you go to the big city? All the big money comes from advertisements, this, that, and the other thing. These guys are active on social media doing everything trying to build a brand, not just their name. I don't understand why hockey players are so afraid of doing that. Like, I, like it, it's just like, if you want to play hockey and you want to play it in Canada, you're going to have, you're going to have all the media on you. I'm sorry that this is where it's, 
most popular, even though Bettman still likes to think that it's popular in Arizona, but that's besides the point. I just, I, I just wish these guys would, you know, get a hold of the, get a grip and just like, if you want to be a hockey player, this is what it's about. And I'm going to be real. If you want to take your fancy guitar down to Nashville and strum it on the strip, go right ahead. Like I, I, I I'm not really offended. Like we I'm have offended ever- that he left. Like a lot of people Whoa. took after me for my video Whoa. thing. I was <laughs> upset that he left and he was running away and I'm whining about it. I said, no, that's actually the difference. I don't care. Don't let the door split you on the way out. I don't give a rat's. Not if you don't want to be problem. here. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. I I want to talk about the guys that are here and that are dealing with the pressures of being a Maple Leaf and liking wearing this crest on their jersey. They they like being here. That's what I was getting at. I don't. I'm not whining. I was happy Ryan you O'Reilly came. See you later. If you don't want to, you be know here. what? I'm gonna be real. Ryan O'Reilly couldn't handle the pressure. That's it. That's it. He 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 didn't come up clutch in the in the playoffs like he did for the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to be real with that. But there was a there was a a goal he scored in the regular season. And you see his his raw reaction. I think it was a it might have been an overtime winner or, or something. But that's the emotion you feel and you give the fans. If you don't like that and enjoy it, leave. It's as simple as that. And I know we'll get into the other players, but I do feel like that is a, a big, big reason why Max is has signed here is because he he flourished in in London. He knows how to handle the pressure, the media, and this is where he grew up. I'm like this him signing here really hits home for me. Uh, his dad was one of the first hockey players I ever watched on TV. I am excited for Domi. I hope that he obviously extends, but yeah. Listen, I know we'll get into that. Well, we're going to jump into it now. Let's let's move away from the Ryan O'Reilly. Let's talk about the guys that did come here. I want to talk about a guy named Ryan Reeves. And why do I want to talk about that is another bunch of people are very upset about this signing because it's 1.35. <laughs> Listen, guys, you can bury most of his contract in the minors if you need to. But one thing I really liked, if you look at the article from Luke Shen during the playoffs, he drug all of the guys out and set up team functions for these guys to go have steak dinners and brought in different menus and curated all this stuff to bring everyone together to build that camaraderie. And that is what Ryan Reeves said that he is going to do as well. He is the guy that gets the room vibing and gets everyone together. And like he said, any team that he has been around or knows of that has had success and won the cup is they are together. They bond. They work together. They do their things as a unit. So Ryan Reeves coming in, that helps hugely in that department. But the other thing is – you tell me right now that Austin Matthews, when he sat down with Bradshaw Living, did not say, hey, we need a guy to keep the flies off us. We need a guy to protect us. We need someone to punch someone in the face when one of us get run. Just just a guy that will do those things. Absolutely. That is something I believe Austin Matthews said to True Living. Then you bring in a guy like Ryan Reeves, the absolute most feared guy on the ice. And you know what he's going to say? And I love it. 
I heard it the other day. Um, it was somebody who was talking to me, and they said, you know what's going to happen? Is he's not going to go and stand there and just yell at the guy who's a fighter or a goon on the other team. He's going to go tell that guy and say, listen, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to go mess up McDavid. I'm going to go mess up McKinnon. I'm going to go mess up this guy. You want to touch Matthews? You want to beak at Marner? You want to be a greasy little brat against our star players? Good. I'll go do it to your star player. And you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Because I will stand there and I'll go toe-to-toe with you and probably drop you. No yeah. problem. Because I'm Ryan freaking Reeves. It's literally what we've what we've needed. And there is no knock on Wayne Simmons. But he wasn't he wasn't at the level of Ryan Reeves. I'm gonna be honest. Like he could chuck him, but you know, I think I think a couple of injuries kind of got in his way. And I th- I posted a TikTok and <laughs> there there were there was a what was it a, a cap cut template. It was um uh I think it's uh, Napoleon Dynamite the movie the guy dancing or whatever. It was that yeah. template and I. I had Ryan Reeves. I was excited about Ryan Reeves. There's something about bringing in that type of grit that is going to help this team. Like you saw the instance uh, with Philadelphia trying to get underneath under um, Matthew skin last year. Like, yep. Giordano of all people jumped in and he's 38, 39. I, I did too, but now we have somebody to do it. Like, the Broad Street bullies are going to get bullied by Ryan Reeves. I'm going to be real. <laughs> we we have this trifecta now. And then listen, guys, I understand that Bertuzzi doesn't fight. I understand that Max Domi isn't his father. But both of those guys, Bertuzzi is Corey Perry when it comes to the greasy crap. He knows how to be greasy, get away with it, and get under your skin and do those little things that set people off. He does those things and he doesn't get caught for it. And everybody's like, well, now he's a leaf. He's going to, well, let's see what happens. Stop putting the cart before the horse. The other thing is Max Domi. We'll get into both signings right now. Max Domi is basically the replacement for Michael Bunting. That's my theory on it. Domi I think for Bert- Michael Bunting, I think, you think? I think Bertuzzi's the next uh, level above Bunting. Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can take that because of the way that He's capable of playing with top talent and he's capable of playing with bottom talent at the same time. And he ain't afraid to go at anyone on the ice. I saw it, Mm -hmm. I think, in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know who they were against. He was like, he was literally just like being a bulldog. He was just like, oh, you came on him. And I'm just going. Like he has, he has that wire that flips yeah in a second he, he, he became unhinged and he went after a guy for slamming his guy to the ice yeah. and that is there but here's the thing look at the look at it like this okay bunting and domi both can chirp with the best of them yep. yes <laughs> bunting and domi domi is a little bit more physical along the glass we'll back it up a bit more where bunting yeah not as much no when it comes to skill i think domi has a higher ceiling yes when it comes to bunting, I think he's a product of his environment. Now, will Domi be a product of the guys he plays with? Yes. But what you just touched on is the key point. When bunting was demoted to the bottom six, he didn't, he didn't see much anything. of him. He was like he was invisible. So now you have a guy who understands, I can play up and down your lineup, whatever you want, no problem. I'll do it. Don't matter to me. Happy to be here. Happy to be a Leaf. 
That's all he wants to be. He wanted a long-term deal. The Leafs said, we'll give you one year. I do believe January 1st, you see Bertuzzi and Domi sign long-term yeah. extensions with the Toronto Maple Leafs once Matthews and Nylander are done. That is just my 100% gut feeling because both guys want it term. Yeah, no, I uh, I also see Domi as the upgrade on Kerfoot, if I'm going to be honest. Like, Kerfoot could play with the top guys, but he doesn't put up as much points. Like, Domi played with Patrick Kane last year and put up substantial amount of points on a bottom, bottom feeder team. And, I mean, that I think also was one of his childhood dreams, looking up to Patrick Kane and – he was like, man, I'm going to be honest. Like you got to pinch. I got to pinch myself here. Like I'm playing on the ice with somebody that I've looked up to most of my, well, most of my life. Right. Here's so. the thing too. He put up all those points with Patrick Kane, who was a broken shell of himself. He wasn't True. Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. So he had to have hip resurfacing surgery. I believe it was. So yeah, you know. he's not back till like December, or January, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, he played with a guy who was broken and still put up those point numbers. Imagine, imagine he gets a spin with Nylander and Tavares or Matthews and Marner. Matthews. But listen, I will tell you now, Matthew Nye's his first line this year. I don't care. I've already made a bet, a $25 Starbucks card with our boy Lucky, that I said Matthew Nye's will be on the first line to start the season. To Book start? It. Okay. To start. Yeah. Book it. Okay. 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 They, they I like him there. Why wouldn't you? He looked good in the playoffs. He's good and responsible with the puck and oh, without yeah. the puck. And he's great at one thing that Hyman was a master at, and that is puck retrieval. He yeah, was he is. He's rip guys and get the puck. And Matthews, he's like Austin Matthews, too. Yeah. He, well, but he Matthews needs that kind of guy. He does. It, it, you are totally right. I just hope he's fully recovered from his concussion. That I think he will be. I don't think they'll rush him. And I think it's a long time from no, of point A to I point just, B. I, ju I just mean like it, it, it is something serious that you have to deal with. But yeah, no, I obviously being in Toronto, you got the top doctor. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's, he's ready to run like, like a little bulldog again. I say Matthew Nyes, if that's the play that you can bring, if you can bring that Hyman-esque prowess of bringing the puck out of the corner, digging for the puck and doing those little things, and then parking your big badonka donk in front of the net when those two are doing willy dilly magic and tiptoeing the line and all that fun stuff. I think yeah. he'll be a, a very nice compliment to that line. I'm gonna, um, the other I'm guy that we signed, this. what's that? This. I'm going to book this. I, I'm buying his jersey this year. <laughs> Who, Nizey? I know it's another one. I should have got his actually. I got I was wait. I, I kind of wanted to wait because sometimes they change the numbers second year. Yeah, I got I got Domi's. So I'll take Domi's. See what oh, happens. you got Dom Domi's already? Domi's is on the way. Uh, yeah, I posted on Twitter today. You go see uh, it's ordered. It's on its way, so that'd be fun. Um, Klingberg, um, a lot of people down on the signing. Uh -huh. I get it. High, high, high ceiling. But here's oh, the thing. Yeah. Mark Monroe will tell us all the time. The Leafs needed more speed coming up the zone. They needed more puck movement. They needed more offense from their defense. Klingberg brings that. He's cheaper than Eric Carlson, and he allows you to have a guy – that if Morgan Riley does go down or is sputtering offensively, can run your PP1 or your PP2, or you can go classic. Imagine that, Dilly. The Leafs go classic. Holy they, shit. Go, they go Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner, Riley, Klingberg, 
on the points, on the power play. Two absolute offensive defenseman weapons. It's like running five forwards. Then all of a sudden, you have a second power play that can run John Tavares, William Nylander, Matthew Nyes, Nick Robertson. Go down the list. You have options. You can run two full-fledged power play units and really spread it out and make it hard on the opposition. I I like this addition, but the AAV d- does kind of scare me. And Clark is 100% right. Something that we need, and he is totally right with the Morgan Riley thing. I'm pretty sure he had two goals in the regular season last year, if I'm not mistaken. But Klingberg, if you, if you can move up, move up, move the puck up the ice, that's half the battle of getting it into the offensive zone. Not that we have poor offensive uh, zone percentage, uh, but I, I think I think it's a big asset to have, and I still expect some, not a lot, but some moves to still happen. Man, like we are what eight mil over the cap right now. Yeah, but there's a lot of things. But I know, I know it's still, I still know that Murray's contract is still against that cap, right? At the moment. Well, you know what? Let's get into Matt Murray right now. Elliot Friedman reporting. (laughs) I didn't even look at down there. (laughs) The Maple Leaf. Yeah, look at that. Hey, fancy smancy. We got ourselves a lineup. Uh, Matt Murray, um, a guy that may not be able to be bought out by the Toronto Maple Leafs. uh, Elliot Friedman reporting. Uh, Due to concussion issues, due to ankle issues, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, if not, well, LTIR, hello, come on down. Um, Thank but you that, very much. But that will be two. That will be two players on LTIR, totaling uh, just close to ten million dollars. Ten million. Um, right? Yep, for the two players, you have four million in change for uh, for um, Matt Murray, and then five plus million dollars for Jake Muzzin. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I thought he was at four point five, but I think he is at like five five. Yeah, he is at five and change, I do believe. So. That brings you pretty close to $10 million in cap savings uh, if you go into the LTIR with a guy like Brandon Pridham. The Leafs also know that you can go, uh, what is it, um, eight point something million dollars over the cap in the offseason, a total of 10% over the cap as well. So the Leafs are positioned pretty well right now to figure themselves out. Listen, Matt Murray's done for me. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. They were probably going to buy him out. That's why they went the arbitration route with Ilya Samsonov, or maybe there's somebody else we don't see. Maybe Sam Lafferty gets taken out by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, well, cheap contract, hey, you still save the money, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that there. Um, there's not much to update on 34 and 88. Um, uh, yeah, no, there isn't. I was gonna I was gonna say something before we get into yep. Keith, because I don't know what you have to say about Keith. But anyways, uh, we have named a uh, new assistant general manager, Derek Clancy, yes. two-time Fancy. Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins, and he is assistant general ma- manager and player personnel. Um, I guess it's Brad's guy, and obviously there he knows how to build a championship team, so it's uh, it's good to have those minds on the uh, – and in charge of the team, I should say. I, I was going to say on the team, but in charge of the team. Well, you know, they are in on the team in some capacity. But yeah, <laughs> yes. no, I fully agree with you. Um, yeah, it's good to have people with experience, winning experience, good pedigree. He's also a buddy of Brad Living. They played oh, in the okay. ECHL together. 
Um, he was a scout for the Calgary Flames uh, under Bradshaw Living. So, yeah, no, they have a relationship as well. So it's good to have a little bit of familiarity. Guys always bring in their own guys, which this appears to be one of those things. I've um, noticed that over time that it is something that always happens. But, yeah, I don't know. I, always I, I've always wondered why, but it's people you trust. I, I kind of understand it. People you trust, people you can work with, people you know that may bring a certain aspect that maybe things are lacking. And there was a great breakdown. I forget who did it over on Twitter. But of every assistant, I think the Leafs have nine assistant general managers right now um, that do different things throughout the organization. But each is responsible for a department, whether it's Haley Wickenheiser, whether it's Brandon Pridham, whether it's Clancy now, uh, all have their own department that they oversee, which is good because then it's obviously, you know, a lot less tension and a lot less stuff off of Brad's plate as well. Um, Let's uh, quickly touch on uh, 34. We all pretty much know. Is uh, I wouldn't say a slam dunk, but we know he's going to get signed. We know he's staying, and he wants to stay. By all, I wanted, to, I, wanted to, I kind of want to talk about it. Like, obviously, the biggest thing here is how much. But thirteen five. Do you th- honestly, James? Do you think we're going to win with that with him making that much money? Yep. And here's my reason. And I've been saying this. I said this with David Morissuti when I was on Locked on Leafs. A lot of people are forgetting. When you project, when we used to project out the cap number for players and how much the cap will go up, we've forgotten about this because we've been stuck in the $1 million land for so long now that if the cap goes up $4 million, not this offseason, but next, and then $5 million is supposed to go up the next season, and $5 million and $5 million and $5 million, they're going to be able to compete. They're going to be able to build a roster. That's what should have already happened with this team now yeah. is we should have had these guys on deals at $11 million. The cap should already be over $100 million right now. We wouldn't be worrying about any of the Matt Murray kind of stuff. We wouldn't be in this pickle. But, but then, it is what it is. But then I look at it as how does that look for William Nylander? Like he's, some, he's somebody that wants his money. But Ooh, if, you're, you're, you're if, worth nine guys, million. if these guys do not take a cut off of their paycheck, they are not going to win the cup. Every hey, Dylan, Dylan there's leader. another thing about to happen too, though. Remember this in two seasons, there's a guy named Mitch Marner who needs a deal, but exactly. in two seasons, in two seasons, there's a guy named John Tavares who's no longer making 11 million dollars and goes down to probably down to what, five or six. You really think he'll take five or six? Why wouldn't he? If he could if probably he, take he could probably take seven, eight easily somewhere. Well, else. he may he may sign the Anze Kopitar deal, seven point nine. That's still what four or five million dollars lower than what he's getting paid right now. I just like you see Copy a and bunch paste of that to Mitch Marner. You see a b- bunch of winning teams that the star players take the pay cut and. Uh, Tom Fit, I think it's Tom, if I'm not mistaken. Tom Fitzgerald is a genius in New Jersey. You look at all of his star players, and he he sets it at the top, and he negotiates with the top guy and says, "Listen, we are not going to win with you taking a lot of freaking money." So you start there, and you build yourself down. Jack Hughes. Nobody on that New Jersey team besides Dougie Hamilton, I think, right now, 
make more than Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is a superstar. He is going to be top 10, if not already top 10 in the league. And it's something that this team needs to do, in my opinion. Like, Crosby takes took and takes pay cuts. Malkin took them because he's second to Crosby. But these guys are taking pay cuts to win, and this team doesn't have that, in my opinion. Well, maybe you will get that from Austin Matthews because there is an article floating around where he did say that he will take less to skip around and stay around. So we'll see. All we can say is we'll see. We know nothing, and no one, no, I know. No one who's prognosticating any of this stuff knows absolutely squat about what these guys are actually going to sign for. And by the way, folks, William Nylander saying he wants $10 million and he won't budge, um, and the Maple Leafs coming in at eight, it's called negotiating. It's called it's, called it's called. look at what's happening right now with Samson. It's an, it's basic, It's not an arbitration case, but it's, no, it's, the it's, a, it's a prime example of what of what happens. The player's high, the team is low, and they meet in the middle. They I grind think, away. That's why they always say in negotiations they're grinding away at it. Yeah. They I think Neander comes in at eight, five to nine, in my opinion. My my thing, as I said to you for the longest time, I said eight point nine. I, I would I would quibble over the one hundred thousand dollars. Fine, you can be a nine million dollar player, but that's as far as I would go. That's I think as far I, as I was go. I the only the only thing I say is he's probably or Willie's agent is probably really pissed off at the brain cap for what he took in Detroit at the seven point eight seven five or something like that. Seven eight yep. seven five. Hey, I, I will tell you this the Leafs can win with Matthews making thirteen five. Like I said, the cap is gonna go up. Yes. the money is gonna be there. I understand that. something that you don't have to like so many people are just so grained that we're only getting a million dollar cap no. rates. And here's the funny thing too. A lot of people forget they are signed for next year. There's so many people like, how are we going to afford this next season? <laughs> yes, yes. Guys, they don't get their new deal next season. They get it the year after we're signing them a year out. Just calm down for a minute. But anyways, this one is just a short little, let's get our feet wet, get back yeah. into things. Uh, me and Dylan, and you may see Pete. I don't know. Pete can come around whenever Pete can come around. And <laughs> he's, at, he's, at the, he's at the Jays game. Drink. Yeah, he's, he's having a, a few drinks he poos watching the, the Blue Jays. And if they played like last night, he's going to need a few of them. But here's the schedule for the summer. We're going to go Tuesday, July 24th. Sunday, the 30th. Sunday, August 6th. The 13th, 17th, 23rd and the 30th, and then into September, we will probably be getting back to our regular schedule of twice a week, plus maybe some extras. Who knows? But we'll be getting back into that, and we'll be uh, showing off some fancy new graphics and some fancy new toys uh, from our new friends that will be joining us this season. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, we haven't been around for a little bit, but I appreciate it. The numbers have been strong. Uh, We had an episode with the Cragger not too long ago this tonight. Everybody seemed to love that one. Um, again, I love the fact that you all tune in, jump in, have fun. You guys blew up the YouTube page in the past month. Over 60 new subscribers. We're well over 200 now. Uh, that is amazing. Um, you know, keep making sure you follow our individual accounts. Mine is Offside Talk. He is D434 on TikTok. Yeah. Go find him on Twitter. Go find him on Instagram. YouTube. Let's grow the show, I'm, man. I'm trying to grind YouTube right now. So 
grind it, get over on his YouTube too. I'll share and make sure it's all out there. But we're offside hockey talk, man. You know the mantra. We are where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.